All right, so Mike Alton, very cool, very nice to meet you. Tell me about the recent birth of what must have been a pretty difficult thing, and that is the ultimate guide to social media marketing. I love that you said birth because it's not uncommon for authors to relate the process of creating a book to a pregnancy. For us, this was a project that took over a year. It started in August, July, August of 2019. The book came out August of 2020. Now, it wasn't as challenging, I think, as most books are for most authors because I was blessed to have four co-authors. It was myself, Eric Buteau, Jen Herman, Stephanie Liu, and Amanda Robinson. This book was published by Entrepreneur Press, so we had an actual publisher. We had an editing team and a marketing promotional team. So it wasn't me doing this all myself. And if you do something like that all of yourself, it's a tremendous amount of work. So it was so much more fun that we had a team. And one of the cool things is Eric is our co-author because he's worked on past projects with Jen Hermish. They've written the Instagram for Dummies series. And it it was his connection with Entrepreneur Press that frankly got us the deal. Now, Jen, Stephanie, Amanda, and myself, we have our own crew, right? We have a private mastermind group where the four of us support each other and encourage each other and lend each other help whenever we can. And then we have a private membership group. And the reason we have all that from a professional perspective is that we have a lot of complementary skill sets. We're talking about content a lot. We talked about content a ton last week. That's one of my main skill sets. Influencer marketing is also one of my skill sets. Stephanie is amazing at live video and social strategy. Jen Herman is the queen of Instagram. Amanda is phenomenal at advertising and chatbots and and automation. So together, we're able to blend and cover a lot of ground that just one of us would not be able to cover. And then Eric comes in, and he is a tremendous asset when it comes to research. So the first few chapters of the book are, are really Eric kind of setting the table by sharing with us, you know, what are the what are the differences between Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and we need to know when it comes to like uploading images and other kinds of specifications. He covers all of that in depth and it's all there. And it's the kind of thing that we'll be able to easily update in future editions because we know stuff like that changes, but that's easy to fix. The rest of the book is really evergreen strategy. How do we create a marketing strategy for our business that's going to stand the test of time? How do we leverage live video? Not getting in the weeds so much in terms of like, okay, what button do I push? But what do I talk about each week? How do I look at the camera and be engaging with my audience and, and do something that actually gets that audience to take an action that benefits my business? How do I leverage influencers? How do I leverage paid ads? There's detail, but it's lasting detail. So we were really pleased with how the book turned out because this is going to be a manual for businesses, for students of marketing for years. That's the key. The evergreen content to me is key because you mentioned last week a name I hadn't heard in quite a while, and that was Vine. Vine went away. It was huge for a while, and it went away. Oh, and it came back, kind of, in the form of TikTok. Yeah. So things don't ever truly go away. Video did not kill the radio star. Radio is still around. Video is still around. Live theater is still around. Movies are still around. They're, They're morphing. They're changing. They're having to deal with situations that vary over time. But there are certain key disciplines that are not going away. The written word, it's not going away. In fact, I would venture to say more people around the globe are reading more, more often than ever before in human history. So to be a writer is no type of liability. 
It's a tremendous superpower. The same thing with like Stephanie Liu. She's the queen of live streaming and video and using it in very social friendly, immediate ways. That is an, a tremendous skill set to have. And, you know, not everybody is going to have every skill out there. You know, some people, there is such a thing as a face for radio. Hate to say it, but it's true. But you're looking at me. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm just thinking of all the people who are like, I could never yeah. do live video. Well, you don't have yeah. to do live video. Even this podcast that we are doing right now is going to be edited after the fact. I'm going to take out all the ums, all the awkward silences, all the questions that didn't quite make a lot of sense. Or, you know, if there was some weird glitches going on with the Zoom recording, all these things can be cleaned up and cleared up so that even the most hesitant, reticent guest can come off sounding great. Because one, I care. And two, they have stuff to offer, even if they don't think they do. And getting their voice out there, and this is my big tent pole about personal branding and why it's so important. There is only one thing that you have that nobody else has. And that is your voice, your experience, your expertise, your personality, and the ability to demonstrate all those things right now for free via social media. And I'll be honest with you, Mike, I don't pay anything for social media. I don't have a LinkedIn sales navigator thing. I'm on the free level of every single platform I'm on. And maybe, maybe I'm missing a few things that paid levels could have, but I'm getting 90% of the milk from that cow for free. I don't have to buy that cow. <laughs> This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by Culture Chicken Brand Egg. What's that? It's one of my most requested presentations, now available as in-person live or virtual online presentations. If you've got a group or association that loves presentations that inspire, inform, entertain, and get you going at the same time, we should talk. Head on over to dpknewton.com speaking to download my full speaker media kit today. And let's start talking about how I can help you get your party started. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's why it's so important to focus on strategy, on techniques that aren't necessarily specific to a platform. Like we talked about Stephanie, right? She goes live on Facebook every other week. But if Facebook went away tomorrow, she could live stream to LinkedIn every other week or Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. The technique it's pretty much the same. It's just happening to, to focus on one platform for an audience. We talked about Vine. And one of the biggest stars of Vine in 2016 was a guy named Zach King. Zach King would create these six-second looping videos that looked like he did something magical. He would walk through a door and then come through the other side of the room as though he had transported. It's really just a a splice in the video technique. And I'm not even close to doing him justice in the way that I just described that because what he does is even better, even more cool. But the point is he had a huge falling on Vine. It went away. So what did he do? He went to Instagram and now he's on TikTok. And now he's doing Vines with Gary Vaynerchuk and with big brands because he took his video creation and his video editing and his just general, you know, brilliant creative mind and leverage that as a, as a way to use, it doesn't matter what platform, you can use them all. 
And that's my point. He has a voice. And when I say voice, I don't just mean words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's a sensibility. It's a skill set. It's a personal superpower. And Zach King is a perfect example because he got so big so quickly that a lot of brands reached out to him to create mainstream broadcast TV commercials using his kind of visual, magical sensibility because those brands were saying, wow, you're really hot, exciting, now eye-catching and engaging. We want to buy some of that. And the thing is, I maybe Zach King has a podcast. I don't know. I don't know him for the podcasting. And frankly, I would never look yeah. up to see if he has a podcast because that's not what he does. He is a master of short form visual motion with a layer of magic. Like if one of the exercises in last week, you talked about the fact that you like to point or focus on three key things about someone's ability. I do the same thing so much. So I call it the key three, which is all about who you are, what you do, how you do it. So for me, creative, collaborative, provocative, if I'm not being creative, collaborative and provocative in everything I do, I am not being true to myself and my personal brand. Taking Zach King, I'm going to say he has got to be visual, he's got to be magical, and he's got to be surprising. If he is not visual, magical, and surprising, he's not doing his job as his brand. And guess what? He always is visual, magical, and surprising. If I were to twist your arm behind your back and say, Mike Alton, what are the key three words that describe you? What are those words? Hmm. I hadn't thought about it from those terms. So I'm not going to have single words. I'll have to distill my thoughts into single words later. I know one of the things that I do is I teach complex topics in a way that's easily understood. So simplify. You're a simplifier. Simplify. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, this would be a little consulting session then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> collaborate. No, no I definitely collaborate. That's, that's an easy one. I do that quite a bit. And... I don't know if you want to consider relationship building as part of that, but that's, that is a big part of what I do as I build relationship. That is my job at Agora Pulse actually is building relationships, but it's also something I've done with everything else that, that I've done. Well, I think that's key because if I'm saying, what can I expect from Mike Alton using those words, I'm going to expect to find difficult things simplified so I can understand them and ideally engage further with those concepts you're going to do it in a way that is not designed to be a one and done. See you later. It's more like a, Hey, let's continue this relationship. How by continuing to be collaborative, whether it's, Hey, I've got a question. Can you answer it? Or I've got an answer to your question. There's, there's always this back and forth thing, which is a promise that you made with the whole relationship. Because again, relationships are not one way conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And then generally everything I do is written. So I do podcasts, you know, appearances, I do, you know, live video appearances, I produce live video shows, but video is not my preferred medium. I'm, I'm much happier writing. I write blog contents, I write eBooks, I write books, I write newsletters. Well, it's funny you, you bring that up because nonfiction branders will know I'm currently writing a new book about nonfiction branding and, and all that stuff. And I just wrote a section like last week about what I'm calling style stages where you have a preferred style. And then the idea is that you need to pair it with the right stage. So you're saying my preferred style of communication is writing. 
the perfect stage for that writing, ideally based on what everything I've seen, and even down to the fact that your handle on social media is blogging brute, I think your stage is blogging. And again, maybe not that everything you do has to be a blog, Mm. but it has to be everything that a blog is, which is informative, in-depth, a little bit of simplification there, collaborating with you, the audience, the reader, because believe me, every writer has to collaborate with the reader. Otherwise, no one will read them. And then ideally creating that relationship. So again, simplify, collaborate, and relationship. Boom, right there. It just so happens that your natural habitat is the written word and the stage that works best, perhaps, has been the blogging state. Me, the funny thing is, I have been a writer for 30 years, and I don't like writing. (laughs) This quote has been attributed to Dorothy Parker, but I think it's actually someone else. She or whoever actually said it said, I hate writing, but I love having written. Mm. That's how I feel. And consequently, I realize this about myself. Performance is a huge part of my style stage. So performing via a podcast, performing via live stream video, performing via edited video, these are kind of my sweet spot. That doesn't mean Mm. I don't write. It just means that the writing is subservient to the greater God of performance. For me, that's different because I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but my voice is via performance. Your voice is via written word. So my challenge to the audience listening to this is, what is your style stage? What is your style? You could be a fantastic still photographer. You could be uh, like Zach King, incredible with video. You can be like Mike Alton, a fantastic writer. Or you can be like me, which is a podcaster that shouts in your ear a little too much. (laughs) But the whole point is, you need to know who you are, what you do, and how you do it to create as successful a personal brand as Mike Alton. Hey, nonfiction branders. Did you know I wrote a book? Well, I did, and it's called Rotoma, the ROI of social media top of mind. I wrote it with my colleague, Spencer X. Smith, and it's all about Rotoma, an acronym that means return on top of mind awareness. Best-selling author and NYU Stern School of Business professor Scott Galloway called it a book that starches the fluff from social media and helps managers allocate capital and find the unicorn among unicorns, ROI. And chief content officer at Marketing Pro, Ann Handley said, this isn't just a practical way to think about the return on social media. It's also a spot on accurate way to reframe your social efforts. Check out all the five-star reviews on Amazon by searching Rotoma, R-O-T-O-M-A. Pick up your copy today and start building your personal, professional, and small business brand the Rotoma way. I want to talk to you about some of the other stuff you've got going on, because again, Just do a Google search for Mike Alton, Alton spelled A-L-L-T-O-N, and you'll see that you're all over the place, man. You're one of the four people in the 360 marketing squad. You've got uh, the social media hat. What is the social media hat? Well, the social media hat was the site that I built almost 10 years ago as a place for me to talk about social media marketing. And as I already said, I've included way too many things that weren't social media marketing, but that was the point. And I didn't actually have a business model in mind. I just knew that I had enjoyed writing and I wanted a place to be able to publish that writing that made sense and then see what happened so that I was 
using that site almost as a, a test bed, if you will, for not only what to write and how to write, but also how to monetize that content. You know, do I do affiliate marketing? Do I sell services? What do those services even look like? Do I create products? And I figured that out through the course of that writing. So one of the ways that I often described myself was as a content marketing practitioner, someone who's practicing and learning and testing and experimenting with content marketing. Now, the name itself stemmed from an earlier career where I was actually the sales manager for a small IT company back in Ohio, which is where I grew up. And at that particular company, I really learned firsthand how many hats small business owners have to wear. I watched my dear friend and the president owner of that particular company not only be like in charge of what the IT company was doing, like, you know, making big sales and, and, you know, running networking cables and building servers, but also he was in charge of accounting and finance and human resources and sales and marketing, and also was a plumber and a carpenter and a janitor for the company and a painter, right? Because there was always things that needed to be done. And we had like five employees. So he was having to do a little bit of everything. He was having to wear every single hat in the company. So my thought process was, if there's one hat that I could take away from a small business or owner or medium business owner, is that social media hat. Let me wear that hat for you. Let me help you understand how to leverage social media and maybe even do it for you if necessary so that that's one less hat that you have to wear. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because once you explain that to anyone you're meeting with, totally got the concept, which is, oh, of all the 15 hats on my wall, you can take that one and help me with it. Great. Sign me up for that because that's actually what they're buying. You know, they aren't buying so many posts a week or, you know, listening services on social. They're actually saying, oh, take that hat. Check in with me when you need to, but please just take that hat. Or what I like to say is take that pain off my plate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. People pay for pain relief. If you are a great writer and can take the writing off their plate for the, all the people who don't like to write, they'll pay you for it. I learned that you know early on in my career when I figured out, hey, I can write better than most people. Maybe not as great as the, the best, but yeah, I can write better than most people. And most people hate to write. Oh. I think I found myself a career and, you know, yeah. so far it's held up for close to 30 years. So, <laughs> so yeah. far so good. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've, uh, I've been watching you around social and stuff like that. And I believe, what was it in 2018 that you started working with Agora Pulse mm. specifically? A lot of people who are listening probably know what Agora Pulse is, but for those who don't, can you give 20 seconds on what Agora Pulse is and why people should care? Yeah, when you as a business have multiple social platforms, it starts to become a pain to have to go to Facebook, to Twitter.com, to Instagram.com, and so on to try to manage all those networks and to respond to the comments and the direct messages that are coming at your brand and to listen for opportunities to promote your brand and insert yourself in the conversations that are relevant to you and what potentially you could offer. So there are dashboards out there. That's what we call them. These social media management tools, they're dashboards where you can see and manage and respond to and even schedule content out to more than one platform at a time. And that's what Agorapulse is. It's what we refer to as the number one rated social media management platform. That's what other users have decided that we're the best. We're the easiest to use. We're one of the most affordable. That's their first and last place that they go 
each day to make sure that their posts are going out all their channels and they're listening to the important conversations their customers are having. So basically, if I understand this correctly, let's say that I'm a a small business, 25 people, big enough to have a dedicated social media coordinator, not manager, Mm -hmm. not director, not anything like that, but I've got someone kind of first job out of college who's making sure that uh, if customers are complaining about our product or service on Twitter, we hear about it quickly and we deal with it quickly. Maybe they're posting to multiple channels like Facebook and maybe we're playing around with some of the newer stuff, but definitely the the big ones, you know, we definitely want to have a B2B presence on LinkedIn. We want to have B2C primarily on Facebook, maybe some Instagram and Twitter and, 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 and. If I understand you correctly, my social media coordinator has a monitor with one screen on it and it's Agora Pulse. Is that true? That could be true. Absolutely. What Agora Pulse is going to help that individual do is he or he is going to decide in advance what their strategy and campaigns are going to be. Maybe it's monthly, maybe it's quarterly, whatever the case may be. They're not deciding today what to post today if they're doing their job, right? They're deciding in advance what we're going to talk about, what our major themes are going to be, what our campaigns are going to be. And the tool does one of a couple of things. The first thing it does is it helps you schedule that content out, right? You know that you're going to post three times a week to Facebook or whatever it is that, you know, that you're going to do, whatever frequency, whatever platform. You can set all that up so that the tool handles the actual posting for you. You don't forget It just happens, right? And that way you aren't waking up each morning scrambling to post a bunch of content to a bunch of channels. Instead, you get to wake up each morning and spend time playing with the new platforms. Exactly what you said, DP. If I want to learn how to use TikTok and discover for myself how my brand maybe could use TikTok to reach a new audience, that takes time. And that's time I don't have. If I'm busy on Facebook and Instagram or Twitter, Brands, you know, platforms, we already know. We already know what to do. We already know where the audiences are. We already know what to post. And if you as a brand don't know yet what to know, you can figure that out. You can read up on blog content and read my book and you can figure out what to post. There's no real mystery there. The mystery is in the new platform. That's where some of the excitement is actually for social media managers, particularly today when it's kind of toxic to be on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram today. Let's go to TikTok and watch a bunch of videos and see what people are posting there and see what's really getting views and think, oh, okay, if I'm a brand, if I'm thinking about my brand, what could I actually post to TikTok that might be interesting and relevant to my audience and still be related to my brand? So that's the first big thing that a tool like Agorapulse does. The second thing it does is it helps bring into one single place all of the comments and the replies and the direct mentions, direct messages, and the mentions that are happening on all these different channels. Because you see, when you share a video to YouTube, that video can come up and search and get comments years later. I mean, years later, people can be watching your video and have a question for you. And if you are on top of that, you might potentially miss an opportunity. Maybe that question is something that could lead to a prospect and an actual sale. You don't know, you aren't paying attention. And what's worse is if you're using something like Facebook ads, and you're going into the Facebook ad manager and you're creating an ad for your brand and someone comments on that ad, you don't see it on Facebook. You only see it if you go into Facebook ads manager and click on that ad and look at the post that Facebook created for that ad. Then you can see the comments or use it to like a Pulse. We bring it in there so that you have that single dashboard to see all that. 
And the third thing that Agorapulse does that again, most of these dashboards will do is give you reports. So again, instead of going to every single platform and saying, okay, what was our engagement like on Facebook last month? What was our engagement like on Twitter? You go into Agorapulse and you say, okay, I want a report that shows me the engagement levels on these platforms. I want to see community. I want to see time management and put it all out to you in a PDF. That's what the tool does for you. One of the analogies I use all the time when I talk to businesses is that everybody needs to have a job that's part head, part hands. You have to have think time. You have to have do time. It sounds like Agora Pulse allows you to have more think time and actually know that your, your hand time, the getting it done, getting it out there, getting it executed and gathering more than you probably could if you had to do it piecemeal, like go to the individual things. It really does a lot for you. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other things that I've been able to ferret out simply by looking up your name in print is that you've got the ultimate blogging planner for 2020, set goals, brainstorm ideas, determine tasks, schedule activities, and get organized to succeed. Now, of course, that came out in January of 2020, but I'm guessing it's got legs beyond that, especially as we're coming to the end of 2020. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this was a fun project that I started a few years ago. And it came out of that content marketing practitioner title I invented, which I talked about earlier, which is that I wanted to test and try things. And one of the things I needed to try was having my own product. And as a blogger, there's not a lot of physical products you can create. But I decided, oh, I can create a planner. And this planner is a combination of calendars and worksheets to help bloggers decide in advance what am I going to write about? When am I going to publish it? How am I going to promote it? So I started this in 2017. And every year since, around about this time, I start bringing up the old files and revisiting what I did. And I look for ways to improve it and add to it. And of course, update the calendar. So within about a month or so, 2021 version will come out. And that just means that all the calendars are now updated with next year's, you know, when does the 1st of January, what day of the week does that fall? Because I, I do that inside the, the planner. But then I also look at the worksheets that I've included, what I've used personally over the past year, what other people have given me feedback. And they say things like, Mike, you know what would really be nice is if you added this. And so I add it, right? And so this planner has really grown over the past few years. And in fact, last year, in addition to worksheets and information, I added the physical version. Up until last year, it's always been a PDF that you would purchase and then print out if you wanted to print out of it or you'd edit the PDF on your computer, whatever you wanted to do. I always wanted to have a printed version, a, like a bound version that I sold. In my initial research, found that to be extremely cost prohibitive. I mean, $100 to print one version of this because they're kind of long. They're like 100, 100 plus pages. But then I thought, oh, what if I use Amazon's built-in self-publishing tool? It was originally called CreateSpace. I don't think it's called CreateSpace anymore. I think it's just part of their KDP. Yeah, it, exactly. It's called Kindle Direct Publishing. Yeah, Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP. So then I uploaded it. And within like a couple of hours, I had a professionally bound print-on-demand version of the planner, which really kind of surprised myself. I wasn't really expecting it to be a successful use of my time on a Saturday afternoon late last year, but it worked out great. And so, you know, for about the same price as the digital version, you can have a printed version professionally bound sent to you. I'll be updating that uh, within the next couple of months. Well, I tell you, you've unlocked one of the most amazing power ups for personal branding 
in the history of humankind, and that is leveraging Kindle Direct Publishing for what it does. Anybody who's purchased my book, Rotoma, the ROI of Social Media Top of Mind, guess what, guys? I don't have 500 copies in the back of my garage or anything. You get one that was just printed the day you ordered it and shipped directly from the printer to you. And I didn't do anything. All my work was up front in the creation of press ready PDF files. And boom, all I do is get a check every once in a while, every month. And the beauty too is if you're a speaker and I know you do speaking, you can buy as the publisher of that book, you can get them for how many pages is yours? It, it looks like it's an oversized book a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's about a hundred pages. Yeah. So maybe it's under $5 a copy Yeah, and then you sell it for 25 and huh, what author gets a $20 royalty on a $25 book? Maybe Stephen King. I don't think he even gets that to be honest, <laughs> but anyway, that is available online right now as the 2020 version. When do you expect the 2021 version to be up and selling? I usually release the 2021 version late November, early December, you know, to get it, get, you know, ahead of the next year. So it's usually, you know, four to six weeks in advance of the next year. All right. So we're recording this episode on Wednesday, October 7th. It's probably going into the queue for the end of October, maybe early November. So you'll probably be in the midst of preparing the 2021 version. So mm. nonfiction branders, if you're listening to this and you're at all interested, keep your eyes open on amazon.com for the ultimate blogging planner for 2021 by Mike Alton. And Alton is spelled A-L-L-T-O-N. What other ways can people connect with you and engage with you and create a relationship with you since you're all about simplifying collaborative relationships? Yeah, I would say one of the most fun things that I have going on right now that I think everybody will appreciate and learn from is a new newsletter. Newsletters aren't new. Newsletters and this particular newsletter is new to me because prior to this newsletter, I have never stuck to a publishing schedule. You just told me that your podcasts come out every single Monday, and I applaud you for that. I have never stuck to a publishing schedule for my blogs, for my emails, nothing. And part of that was just me wanting to buck the system and, and, and not you know have that expectation that I could potentially miss. But I decided to change things up just recently. So by the time this drops, we'll probably be on issue five or six of what I call the marketing hyperdrive. There's a little Star Trek reference there for it, or Star Wars reference. So the marketing hyperdrive, you can get on there directly at thesocialmediahat.com slash marketing hyphen hyperdrive. Great. What this newsletter does is it shares with you, first of all, some original thoughts that I might have. Maybe it's about the social dilemma. It was one of my, my first newsletters, right? That was the docudrama that came out on Netflix about social networking. Another thought, recent thought was about, you know, this, this hazard that, that this job hazard that social media managers are facing, kind of turning that into a blog post. But as a newsletter subscriber, you get that first. It's, it's unique. Then you also get whatever I've published recently, whatever my friends or colleagues have published recently, it's really smart in the industry. I'm writing now for bloggingbrute.com, the socialmediahead.com, agorapulse.com, and entrepreneur.com. So I'm publishing content on a bunch of different places. And I thought, you know what? Instead of me sending an email every single time I have a new article out on one of these places, let me do a weekly newsletter. Because sometimes I'll publish multiple times a week. Let's put it all in there. 
Let's share some really interesting, compelling information or news or developments from the social media space. And I share some fun stuff. I share some collaborative stuff. I share where I'm speaking. Like earlier today, when this was recorded, it was just a couple of weeks ago when it goes out, I did a presentation on influencer marketing for a major event in Asia. I share that kind of stuff. So if you want to hear me speak or, or have a chance to, you know, frankly, pick my brain in a live webinar, I give you that advanced notice. Well, that's great. And again, I just want to let people know where you can sign up for that newsletter. It's at thesocialmediahat.com slash marketing hyphen hyperdrive. And you'll be able to see Mike's smiling face right there. And just plug in your email address and you'll be getting this on a regular basis. Yeah. Late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening, roughly. Yeah, I tell you, the hardest thing to do is to commit to being every single fill in the blank, whatever the curiosity is. But the most valuable thing about that is your people come to expect it. It's it's like, what was it? Must see TV on Thursday nights on NBC. <laughs> well, Mike Alton, I'm so pleased to have met you during this recording. Again, I'm DP Knuton for the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, which comes out every Monday. Check it out wherever you get find podcasts for free. And he is Mike Alton. And I will be talking at you next week. Bye bye.